Hello to everyone on the other side of this video. We're so glad you are watching and it's my prayer that you receive some new revelation from this teaching today. In fact, it is my prayer that your life will be changed by hearing God's word. You know, we've been in a series taking all thoughts captive. The reality that we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. That is the way that we are transformed in our lives by the word of God. And so if you've been missed any of the previous messages that we've done, please head over to the YouTube channel, The Abundant Life with Pastor Sherry, and you can watch all of those messages that you might have missed, all of the previous messages. We also have our messages on, um, also on our podcast, The Abundant Life with Pastor Sherry, if you want to listen to those as you walk your dog or you're out and about doing things. So, you know, the Bible says in Romans 12 too, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And that is what the basis is of all of our teachings here in Abundant Life with Pastor Sherry. It also says, continues on, it says, then you will learn to know God's will for you, what is good and pleasing and perfect. And so now today we're going to look at one of the most important aspects of renewing our minds, which is knowing truth. So this part of the series is called Encountering Truth, and it's about discovering those truths that are essential for us to live an abundant life. We could call them our life anchors, the truths that anchor our lives. They're enduring truths that are like anchors because they keep us tethered to the reality that we have in our lives as Christ followers. So today we are going to talk about God loves you. That is the enduring truth we're going to talk about today. You know, we've heard it a thousand times, but it's true. He loves everyone, everywhere, all the time. You know, Jesus put it best when he said, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son. That's in John 3:16. So although it is true that God loves us as we are, he does not want to leave us that way. He wants you to turn from your sin and believe in and follow him. And when you do this, you become one of his adopted children. He refers to us as in the beloved. And that's in Ephesians 1.6, meaning that we come into a special relationship with him because of Jesus' death for each one of us and our acceptance of him as both Savior and Lord. You know, God loves you more than you may even realize. You know, it's our tendency to rush over that because we've heard it so many times. But let's stop and allow that to sink in. Because we have trusted Christ as our, as our Lord and our Savior, we are now the beloved of God. You know, when Jesus was baptized by John, God said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And that's in Matthew 3:17. And you might be thinking, yes, but that was Jesus, not me. But listen, here are the words of Jesus himself. He says, I have given them the glory that you gave me so that they may be one as we are one. I am in them and you are in me. 
May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. That's John 17, 22 to 23. You know, it's hard to believe that God loves you that much. God loves me that much. If it were not right there in that verse, I don't know if I would believe it, but it is there. The truth about the Christian, the one who is in Christ, who is adopted into God's family and made accepted as the beloved, is that God the Father loves each of us as he loved his own son. Let that sink into each one of us on the other end of that screen. It is an uh, aha moment. For that is indeed an amazing thought. You know, it is an enduring truth that you are loved. You are his dear, beloved children. But what does that mean to our lives? Well, I want to give you an example from the Bible that I think really drives home this enduring truth and what it means to our lives. We as Christians are not going to get it perfect all the time. And so, Remembering this story that I'm going to share with you right now over and over in our lives is so important because it really shows the love of God for each one of us. You know, the story I want to talk about is titled The Parable of the Prodigal Son from the Gospel of Luke. We find it in Luke 15 verses 11 to 32. And I believe this story accurately depicts God's love for us. So please go back and read in Luke 15, verses 11 to 32. I'm going to give us a summary of this story. You see, Jesus told us this story to help us to understand God's love for each one of us, no matter where we find ourselves in life, no matter what we've done, or no matter what we we are going to do. You know, it's a story about a father who had two sons. And the father was a great and loving father, But even so, there came a point when the younger son decided he'd had enough of home. You know, he wanted to be out on his own. And he wondered if there was something better out there. And he wanted to go looking for it. He no longer wanted to live his father's way under his father's roof and, you know, under his rules. He was tired of being good and following all the rules. So he went to his father and said, I'm leaving and I'm never coming home. If I stayed here, when you die, you'd give me half of your inheritance. So I'd like you to just give it to me now. Basically, he was saying, Dad, I wish you were dead so I could get your inheritance. But amazingly, his father was so loving and so respected his son's free will, even his free will to make bad choices, that he said yes and gave his son the money. So the son sets off and ended up in a faraway land, living a life that was the opposite of everything his father had ever taught him. And he wasted all of his father's money on girls and drinking and partying and you name it. And he enjoyed it for a while, but pretty soon he was out of money. And that was when he began discovering that people weren't so interested and partying with him and being with him when he didn't have money to pay for the party. You know, this was the part of the story where his life really started going downhill. And it finally hit rock bottom when he got a job feeding pigs. It was awful. 
and he realized that the guys who worked for his father were treated better than he was. So he decided to go home, and he assumed his father would never accept him back home. He assumed his father would not be happy to see him. He assumed his father would not be waiting for him. But he hoped that maybe his father would be kind enough to give him a job and let him work on the farm, which would be better than working in the pig pen like he was. On the walk home, he practiced the speech he'd give his father when he arrived. And he said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But if you'd maybe just let me work on your farm. He was practicing the entire way. But what he didn't know was that the, from the moment he had first left his father's farm, his father had been sitting out on the front porch, staring down the road, hoping against hope, praying prayer after prayer that his son would come home to him. You see, the father held this constant vigil, staring down the road, waiting for a sign to show that his son was returning home. This was so contrary to what the son believed his father was doing. And then it happened, a shadow. Could it be the father's breath was taken away? Because yes, it was, it was his son. And the father bolted. He went running down the street to his son, so excited to see him. And you know what is so interesting about this is that in the culture, in their culture, that the story was written, the men never ran. It was considered undignified. I don't know what the son must have been thinking when he saw the father running at him like that, but when his father got to him, the son immediately went into his speech, Father, I have sinned. But his father grabbed him, grabbed him and hugged him. The son wriggled free and he started again, Father, I, but his speech was muffled as his father grabbed him again and wrapped him up in the biggest hug ever. Then the father shouted back to the house, everyone, it's happened. My son, my son is home. My son was lost, but now he's found. He was gone, but he's come home. Come, bring him something nice to wear. Prepare some food, get ready to eat, and celebrate and dance. We're going to have a party. My son is home. You see, that just shows God's love for us through that story. That shows God's love and his grace for each one of us. When we stray from the Father God, when we stray from our faith, when we stray from even spending time with God in prayer. You know, grace, it means to get better than you deserve. And that is how much the Father loves, more than we deserve. You know, what did that son deserve from his father? Punishment, rejection. But he got a big hug and a party. He got welcomed back into the family. And you have to wonder why. Why did the father run? Why the hug? Why the party? Why did he forgive? 
Well, because it was his son. If, you, if any of you watching have a child, you understand. I mean, I would do anything for one of my kids. There's nothing they could do to make me stop loving them. And that's God. That's God's love for each one of us. There's nothing we could do or that we have done that could lose that love of God for us. You know, God is a great and loving father. And no matter where we've been or what we've done, he would do anything for us. You know, there's nothing that we can do to make him stop loving us. And so God offers us far better than we deserve. And that's called grace. You know, we can't earn anything from God. We just accept this love. We come home to him again. So I want to encourage each one of you that are watching right now. Is it time to come home? Have you ever come home? Have you ever received Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Or maybe you're a Christian that has maybe strayed away. Maybe you've gotten too comfortable and have not been praying or not been spending time with God or in God's family. But you know what? Grace and love of God is what makes Christianity different than any other religion in this world. It's this idea of grace that God loves us so much. You know, we in our human nature believe we need to be deserving of this love and that we could never come up with grace. But if you study the other religions of the world, you'll see that none of them have this idea of love and grace. At Christianity, the core idea is this love and grace of God for us. In other religions, it's that we have to earn favor from God through our good works by not sinning too much. But only Christianity says that we can earn it, but God loves us so much that he will forgive us and give us his good favor as a gift. And, the, you know, at the end of the story is where it gets really interesting. It sounds like the story's over, but with the joyful return of the younger son. But right as the father is announcing the party, the older son enters the story and he says, what's going on here? And the father says, brother, my son, he's home. We're having a party. And the older brother says, but I've worked for you. I've labored for you. I've never disobeyed. I've earned the party. You know, that's the natural way that we humans approach God, that and that's the way of every other world religion. For, for us, sometimes it's all about laboring for God, trying not to disobey, and earning God's favor. But Christianity is different. It says it's about love and grace. It says that God loves you simply because you're his child. He loves you no matter what you've done. And that's what the father says to this older son. He says, earned it. What do you mean? You're my son. You can't earn my love. I love you just because you're my son. And your brother here, he couldn't lose my love because he's my son. You know what? That's Christianity. That's God. God is love and God's love is perfect. There's nothing you could ever do to make him love you any more than he does right now. And there's nothing you could ever do to make him love you any less. You're not perfect, but his love for you is. 
So no matter why you left, no matter where you went, no matter what you've done, no matter what you've become, God is inviting you to come home. He's waiting to forgive you, to welcome you with his open arms. He's offering his love to you. He wants a relationship with you. But we have a choice to make every day. Every day we have a choice to make. Every day we have a choice to make. And if you said yes in the past, understand that God offers his invitation to you to come home every single day. And he wants us to accept it again every single day. You know, I find that I have a lot of days when I'm too busy or too distracted to come home to God. There are those days where even pride enters in. And I believe that I have to make things happen. And I am the one that is the, the creator of my destiny. And I also have days where I feel too dirty or ugly or guilty to come home to God. But there is nothing better than what my Father is offering when I choose to come home. And there's nothing I've done or you've done to put ourselves out of the reach of His grace. So I listen and I hear God calling out to us, come home. Now I want to pray for each one of us. Praise you, Lord God. I pray for everyone listening on the other end of this screen, God. Father, I thank you, Lord, that one of the truths that we can have a foundation on in our lives as Christians is that you love us, that you love us, and you're waiting for us to come to you. So, Father, I pray for everyone listening. I pray, Lord, if they are far from you, um, or maybe if they've just walked, walked away a bit, or maybe if they've never received you in their life, God, through Jesus Christ, I lift up each one to you. And I pray that through this message today, you spoke to their hearts and showed them how loved they are. And Father, I just thank you. We love you. We honor you. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.